Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this morning. And is as is often the case, we have our good friend from training pros, Miss Leanne Langford. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I've been doing well. I was on vacation last week. I know you've been out playing some too. What have you been up to since we've talked last? Well, you didn't get to talk to me last week. No. So she was slumming with me. I was yeah, slumming I with Lee. <laughs> Um, so we're in the middle of consultant appreciation month at training pros. So we just started, you know, for the whole month of June, we're trying to do things to show our consultants that we appreciate you all the time, but we're going to take a month out of the year to tell you specifically. So, so far yesterday we had a talent screening day where all of us in Atlanta got together and we just lined up new consultants and met them one by one, looked at their work, got to interview them. It was a lot of fun. Plus we got to all see each other. Um, coming up next week, the radio show, we're inviting consultants to come on uh-huh. and be guests. So oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, give them a nice, fun thing to do. And then uh, the following week after that, we're having a, a happy hour for the consultants um, out in the Galleria area. And then after all throughout the month, we're going to be doing little giveaways. We're going to give them, you know, gift cards and things like that to show them how much we appreciate all the work. They're getting they signed eight by tens of us. Oh, yes, of YouTube. Yes. <laughs> so if I'm a consultant out in the wild and I'm not familiar with you or or your organization, is there a way for me to reach out and get to know you guys? Or? Well, absolutely. Our website, first of all, has a big button that says join our team. And anybody who's interested in being screened as a consultant can go through a, a long process to fill in their information. Mm-hmm. And then we'll invite them to meet us and we will look, at, you know, we like to meet all our consultants in person look at their work and see what kind of work they, they're suited for. Sure, sure. So. Training-pros.com. Yes, training-pros.com. <laughs> but they're all over social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah, just Google training pros, well, you'll find it. <laughs> they have their own radio show. Exactly. Featuring some really talented, passionate professionals. And today's episode is going to be no exception. Who'd you bring with you today? So I brought a, an old friend of mine, um, Younger than me, but an old friend of mine, <laughs> um, Sean Menard. He's the um, talent development director at Ultimate Software. Welcome to the show, man. Well, thank you for having me, guys. So what's so ultimate about this software? Well, it's not mediocre software. It's <laughs> ultimate software. And we actually, we build human capital management software. So if you're looking as a company to buy your payroll system, anything to help you with recruiting, onboarding, performance management, compensation. So we've been around for about 26 years and we've got about 3,000 employees. And our main rivals are companies like ADP and Workday, if you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. So, so now, um, the, how do you guys go to market? What was that? How do you go to market? Like, how do you find the people to use your software? Well, typically, uh, we've got a very small concentrated sales team. So we look for a culture fit first, which I can talk about what our culture's like. Uh, but typically we end up finding a lot of our customers from people who are dissatisfied with some of our competitors. Right. So we're a little smaller, we're a little more nimble, a little more flexible. So sometimes when you're on with one of the bigger competitors. Right, there's a lot of bureaucracy, their correct. customer service isn't optimal. That's correct. So 
we have a really good niche with companies that are somewhere between 500 and 1500 employees mm -hmm. to where they need a little more flexibility and more kind of TLC. Correct. So that is, that's where our biggest market share has really grown over the yeah, last Yeah, we had a, a guest in here. What was it? I fixed $3,000 nose job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. So now uh, you talked about culture. How to, can you share a little bit about the culture there? Yeah. So um, our culture is extremely, extremely unique. Um, for seven years in a row, we've been a top 20 Fortune 100 listing of best companies to work for. Wow. And a lot of it has to do with our culture. And our culture is a people-first culture. And so when our CEO, Scott Shear, when he founded us 26 years ago, he actually left one of our rivals and started our company based on this people-first philosophy. And that philosophy is all about taking care of your employees first. And if you do that, if you clear the obstacles, if you help pay for their benefits and you give them everything they need and give them the right runway, they will then in turn take care of your customers to the nth degree and then those customers will be satisfied and they'll stay. And that will help the shareholders and the stock price ultimately. So we have an inverted pyramid with the way that you typically see most companies operate. We start with our actual internal employees first. And then you've worked for several firms in mm -hmm. the past. So are you seeing this in practice or is it a... This is the first time I've ever witnessed something like this. Um, you know, you hear companies... Right, like everybody says, yeah, yeah, my yeah. people are my most important asset. That's and, correct. You, you hear that a lot. Um, I worked at a company before this. I worked at E-Trade Financial for almost 11 years. And I thought the culture there was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved my time. Yeah, there. they have babies selling yeah, stocks. We, that's it right. amazing. <laughs> we had commercials with monkeys, commercials with babies. <laughs> right. And the culture was fun, innovative, and all of that. And this literally, the culture at Ultimate Software eats that one for lunch. It's, really? It's, so it's noticeably different. Noticeably different. Wow. The engagement amongst the employees is something I've never seen. Uh, we have a learning culture. We have a transparency type culture. Um, and everybody, it's, it's, it's a family style, family oriented, pick each other up. Um, there's not a lot of, there's no bureaucracy. It's not that. Not a lot of politics. Yeah, or, politics or corporate speak. Right. It just doesn't happen. And it starts at our CEO, honestly. So yeah. you're director of talent over there. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, how do I get hired? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leanne's, check check Leanne's out our pushing, LinkedIn page. She's pushing yeah. her resume across the table. I don't know what that's about. I was wondering what that was. But this is the right guy, right? Director of talent. So you're not really as much a, you're not a coder. You're a software nope. coder, but you're not really a software guy. You're a nope. talent guy. Couldn't He's, tell he, you a thing about software. <laughs> and I work for Ultimate Software. Uh, yeah, so I'm all about the talent and developing people. Um, so when I left E-Trade, uh, I was running the talent management group there. And I came over and I'm doing something very similar. So my group, we're responsible for all of our soft skills training for employees, uh, leadership development for our leaders, performance management for the company, talent management reviews, leadership assessments, and succession planning. So, so you have an initiative called Lead Us Leadership Development. Mm -hmm. uh, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, about I've been at Ultimate for a little less than two years. One of the big reasons why I was hired was to come in and build uh, a grassroots leadership development program for the company. Uh, the reason why that my position was created in the first place uh, was because we are growing really, really fast. So we've went from 700 employees to about 3,000 employees in less than three years. Wow. And it's created tons of opportunities for our individual contributors to move into leadership roles. And what we have found is a lot of them have the raw skill set 
of what they were doing, but moving into leadership, it's a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. And that we didn't have any type of formal programs or learning opportunities for them to grow as a leader. So they were just all of a sudden just kind of shot up there in the leadership yeah. and they don't have some of the tools and some of the basic foundational skills. Correct. So what we have done is over the last year and a half is we put together a program called Lead Us. And it is, a, it's for wherever you are in your leadership journey, there is a spot for you. So it's four different 12-month blended learning curriculum tracks. So it's broken out with, we have a high potential program. We call that Footprints. And so for anybody who's interested or shows a passion in moving into leadership one day, we have 12 months worth of curriculum for you. And then if you are- Are you chosen for that or is that, can you self-select yourself? It's a little bit of both. So we balance the line of exclusive and inclusive really well. So through our talent management review processes, we're able to choose and the senior leaders know who our high potentials are and who's coming up through the company and who we want to invest in. And so they get to go first. So we fill certain slots with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also have enough slots for anybody else within the company who's interested in c- becoming a part of that Footprints program. There's plenty of spots for them too. So we mix them together. Um, so people feel they can go develop on their own. It's not some white glove thing. Uh, but we're also making sure that our high pos are taken care of. So that's the Footprints program. Um, and the way that we break that out, it's a blended learning opportunity. So it's 12 months long. You focus on eight topics. Uh, throughout those 12 months, each topic is for six weeks. And some of it's face-to-face, some of it's self-paced with videos, articles, podcasts. There's discussion board activity, kind of like an online MBA class. Mm -hmm. And then we have four-hour virtual workshops that kind of wrap up everything you've learned over the last few weeks and how to apply it the ulti way is how we say it. So (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So did you come with this idea kind of preconceived and prepackaged or did you sort of learn on the job as you were there? Yeah. No, I did not have this preconceived, prepackaged at all. Um, basically, what I did is when I got there the first, I don't know, four or five months, I sat down with every one of our, our senior leaders at the organization, did a needs analysis, talked through what the learning gaps were for our leaders. Um, and then I went out and hired a really, really great creative team. And that team came up with a ton of these ideas. I'm more of the logical, structured, metrics-driven guy. Um, and I can get up and evangelize and do all of those things. But the way that we've broken out this content, the way we've pulled it together, the fun and the engagement level has come from an excellent team of 10 people. So that Footprints program is just step one. There's three other pieces to this. Um, we, have a, we have a program that looks just like the Footprints one to where it's eight topics, six weeks at a time. So you have similar the cadence. structure mm-hmm. and now you just plug it into the different need group. That's right. So we have our senior managers and managers who go through the foundations. And then we have an advanced track for our directors and senior directors. Um, and that one looks a little bit different. And then next year, we're going to be building an executive track for all of our VPs and above. Mm-hmm. So that advanced track, we've actually partnered with um, some big time universities across the country. So uh, we have six week certification classes taught by the faculty of uh, Columbia University, UC Berkeley, MIT, wow. and Yale. Um, and then we also have a piece called Executive Presence, and we measure people's character, substance, and style to see if the perception of them within our company and within all of our ulti peeps is what we are looking for from a senior leader. So we pay attention to character, substance, and style big time with our directors. Now, is there a place for you to create a version of this that you share with your clients? 
Yeah, actually, there's something that uh, there's an initiative called on where we're actually building right now. It's called Culture as a Service. Um, so we have tons of our clients who see us, see the way right, that we that's are. What, that's what I'm saying yeah. is that yeah. you're doing such a great job in this area. I would imagine your clients have similar needs. Yeah. And this can be another value add to add to the culture of that's your correct. company. It's become a part of our portfolio of some of our service offerings to our customers. So we have a few customers who want to emulate what we're doing in our culture. And so a part of that culture as a service, there's a whole bunch that goes into that. But my piece, this leadership piece is like one module that goes into what they buy and what they learn. And we teach them how to build the framework of a leadership program and how to do right. this from a blended learning approach to keep that. And engagement. then they can just customize it to their specifics That's of right. their company. Correct. That's great. Yeah. So in an environment like the one that you walked into and the one that you've helped continue to, to cultivate, the, the fun, exciting side of that is that it's fun and exciting and engaging and all that. But like many things, one of the prices I suspect that comes along with that is, isn't the, uh, the requirement for accountability, aren't the results expected? Isn't there a higher standard of performance expected of you as a leader as opposed to you could almost hide in some of these more bureaucratic environments for a few years yeah? sure can you speak to that yeah yeah that no it's actually hydraulic a little bit it, that's a really good that's a really good point that's fantastic point. yeah look at that it, it took man. me a minute to get it out <laughs> wow. but it, it was it was a marvelous point yeah, you, and you're even letting me stall so i can think of a good answer that's great so honestly you know one thing with our leaders is that transparency and honesty and humility is what we look for most and you have to be vulnerable to be vulnerable to be a good leader at our company. And that doesn't fit the bill for most people. And so we have a high expectations of our senior leaders. Um, they know those expectations. And there are times where they don't really, they can't cut it. Um, one of the things that's great about our culture, though, is that if we have leaders in place that may not exactly fit exactly what we're looking for, we find them a home. Um, we find them somewhere to go. Uh, you know, in 26 years, we've never done, we've never had a layoff. Um, it's wow. it's we we find the right fit because we believe that all of our ulti peeps, there is something that they're good at, and we'll find it for them. So when you get hired, you know, we look at it as you are now a partner for life, and we feel that way with our customers too. So it's a, it's a pretty cool dynamic. That has to feel great. To it does. There's, there's somewhere in this organization, so there's not this. It's not this up or out thing like you hear Correct. so much about in some in environments. There is a place for me to get this far and then kind mm -hmm. of settle over here and be in my element. That's, well, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit about what's happened now that some people have gone through the leadership program? Yeah. Uh, some of the learnings, like if somebody's thinking of starting their own leadership program, what are the some do's and don'ts maybe? Sure. So we've learned a few things. One... Uh, <laughs> So we've built this with the intentionality to, we've got to scale this because the growth that we've had. And the speed, right? The velocity of yeah, growth is just insane. We, we're growing really fast and we're going to add another five or 6,000 people to our company over the next five or mm -hmm. 10 years. So it's going to keep growing. So we're building this thinking, how do we scale it? How do we scale it the right way? So we're actually using our current employees as basically guinea pigs to figure right. this out. Um, I don't think they know that yet. They do now. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we learned is that you've got to be careful with the amount of self-paced learning you put on people because keeping the engagement up over weeks at a time through self-paced learning, it falls off. It's human nature. Everybody hates self-paced learning. I don't care what you say, and I'm on a Learning Insights radio show. Right. So you've got to be careful with the way that you, you lay that out and the interaction that's happening between the people in the program 
and whoever may be facilitating it. So a few tweaks that we're going to make long-term is instead of three weeks straight of self-paced learning, we're going to do a week or two, and then there's some type of face-to-face check-in or peer-to-peer check-in on some of the learnings and some of the insights that you're getting. So you're actually being held accountable at a little bit more of a clip uh, because we find that every once in a while we'll have a dipping engagement when it's too long between actual face-to-face interaction or virtual interaction with a facilitator or someone else in your class. Because that seems to be a, you know, because the technology is there to do a lot of virtual. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, let's do all virtual. Correct. And then they want to (laughs) just you know, kind of check out, like you said, and you got to kind of force in some human interaction in there. That's right. It's really easy to get lost in the whirlwind of your job. So if you don't have those point, those check-in points, they'll absolutely get swallowed up and they'll all of a sudden be six weeks behind. Right. Um, So one thing that, that we have put in place with, with all of these programs, which is complete unintended consequence, like we did not do this on purpose, is that throughout we have peer-to-peer coaching. So 30 people go through these programs at a time. You become a tight-knit group. Um, You kind of get to know each other. You're a little bit vulnerable with each other. You're on discussion boards with each other. And they could be anywhere, right? This is all people all all over over the the country, country, right? And so we have set it up to where they meet one, you you get paired up with someone and you meet week to week and you're coaching each other on how you're taking what you're learning in the program and how you're applying it on the job. So you have an accountability partner throughout the 12 months. Right. And what it's created is awesome cross-functional collaboration across all of our different groups. And it's created a little bit more stickiness than I was expecting as far as people picking up the content and really applying it on the job. So we kind of threw that in. I was like, hey, we can teach them how to coach too. And then we taught them how to coach and now they're holding each other accountable to where we kind of just step back and go, oh, great job. Awesome. Keep going. (laughs) So we become cheerleaders almost. So is that one of the pieces of counsel you would have for someone just trying to get an effort like this off the ground? Would you encourage them to kind of right out of the box, take a look at facilitating, greasing the skids a little bit with some type of peer-to-peer yes. set of tools? Or Absolutely. The, the best way to keep someone engaged and moving forward is to know that someone is going to be asking them and is relying on them right. to coach them and coach back. Um, if we didn't have that in place, I feel like people going through this 48 weeks, I feel like people would be all over the place. You'd have your 10%, your go-getters who would just be ahead of the game. Right, because and that's it, just their that's, personality. That's type. right. Um, and then you'd have your folks who were like, well, I was told I need to be in this program, and they would just be going through the semantics well, Reluctantly, of it. right. Correct. And then you have the people who went to the first two-day kickoff, and then they never logged in. So if once you get them set up, because what we found is someone is kind of knocking on someone's door going, you're my person. Right. I have something I need to talk to you about. And so I need to talk about this content because that completely didn't work for me last week. When I was working on all this emotional intelligence and self-awareness stuff, like I realized that I don't know anything about myself and I need to talk about that. And so it, it's, became, it's, it's become like this built-in accountability mechanism that we didn't do it intentionally, but it absolutely works. So I, my advice is make sure you're having them meet offline, one-on-one, outside of the training room or outside of a virtual workshop. It needs to be on their calendars during work time. And if they set that time aside for themselves, they will learn the content, especially the self-paced stuff. Now, um, do they, how, do, how do you pair them up? Like, is that just random or they do it themselves? How do you We've do tried, we, like I said, these, these guys are guinea pigs. So we've tried multiple things. We have... We have just randomly said, you and you, good luck. And we have put people together that are in the same department. Or do you um, want people that are in different 
Correct. You know, We've tried that. Hey, you work in California and you work right. in Atlanta. Like, get together. That's great. So what we have found, if you put two people together in the same department, they both have the same excuse not to do it. So, so that's not good. Don't do that. You need to put people together that work cross-functionally across departments, but have different hierarchies and have different responsibilities, but you know those groups work together. Because we have found when we do that, a lot of really cool insights come out of, wow, I didn't realize that you're part of that group does that. We need to make right. sure our departments are talking more. So like business problems start to get solved right. while so, they're learning so leadership. if they're tangentially kind of related, is mm -hmm. it better than yes. if they are in the same department? Correct. When you put them together when they're in the same department, they don't do any of the coaching. They just they commiserate they together. Know, they yeah. all know everything and they all complain about the same stuff. That's exactly right. So what's next for you? More attention toward this culture as a service mm -hmm. or really diving into uh, developing out this executive trend? Yeah, so it's a few things. One, um, we're dipping our toe in the culture as a service thing. What's that going to look like for us? How do we how do we scale that? How do we scope that? What's my team's involvement with that versus our consulting team? Things like that. So that's something that over the next six months we're gonna we're gonna flesh that out. Um, we have got the level one, level two, and level three stuff down with with this program. So we know our satisfaction scores. We do the knowledge transfer. We do 360s at the beginning of these programs and at mm -hmm. the end. We can see the behavior change, and there's a huge uptick. What we don't quite have yet is what our ROI is. So I want to focus on what our return on investment is with these leaders now that they're better leaders. And I got to figure out what that looks like. It's always the hardest one to measure. So I'm leaning on my creative team to figure that out. Um, and also, you do know. You, do you have an accountability partner? I do think I? that's what it sounds <laughs> like you need. I need an accountability partner. Maybe I'll make Leanne my accountability there partner. There you go. I'm in. <laughs> so outside of those few things to keep tweaking and continuous improvement with this program to get us ready for that nine and 10,000 employee mark, um, Talent management at Ultimate Software is in its infancy. We were such a small company, a family-style company. We didn't have things like succession planning and talent management reviews right. and performance management, all of those things. And so our job and what I look at our job is, is to, co to connect all of the pieces to talent and make it sticky. So making sure that we're using the same competencies here in our performance as we are in our talent management reviews and in our leadership programs and making sure that there is a consistent message across our talent management practices. Um, and while we're, we're, keeping the culture, I correct. mean, that's like critical, <laughs> that's correct. right? Cause so that's the challenge have, when you got to keep a culture with a few hundred people or a thousand people is different than 10,000 people. That's right. So one thing that we have found is that when you had 700 people, our senior leaders and our CEO, their reach and their influence could touch everybody. Right. Now that we're at 3,000, we're teetering, right? And Everyone, it gets diluted. It does. Mm. And so the heavy focus and why we've built this $2 million program is to make sure that our middle management and those leaders are, are viewing things the same way as our CEO. Right. What the vision was, what it's like to be a leader at Ultimate. Because it starts there. Because they hit all of those front lines people. And so if they're not bought into the message and what it's like to have a people first, people first culture, we'll get bureaucratic and corporate real fast. Yeah, they can filter or boost. That's right. right? That's exactly <laughs> right. And they make those decisions daily, probably. They do. They do. Consciously and unconsciously, mm -hmm. I, I suspect. Correct. What a fun job. You must just really love it. It sounds great. I mean, the environment sounds wonderful, and you, you have so much passion around that. It's awesome. Yeah. I woke up a year and a half ago when I took this job. It was my dream job. And I had been at E-Trade for a really long time, and I loved that company. 
And when I told my wife I was thinking about leaving, she thought I was nuts. And I said, I, they're either really lying to me at this other company or like, this is going to go be the best thing ever. And they're luckily, the best salespeople. Yeah, yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> luckily, it was the latter and it's the best thing ever. So do you keep your ear to the ground and, and your eye on the horizon for potential partners that might somehow contribute to this ongoing development of curriculum? Like you've got to, right? Just consistently be looking out for, is there a way for someone that's really good at this to contribute to what we're trying to? Yes. So um, it's something that we think about, especially now that we're kind of bringing our head up a little bit because we were heads mm -hmm. down developing. Sure. And I had hired some content developers and all of that. Um, we're starting to think and look out in the marketplace of like, all right, how do we attach ourselves? How do we build our brand with someone else? So it's something we think about. Uh, we're also getting ready to hire a leadership coach. So someone who can come in and literally the second half and the accountability on that whole advanced track I talked about of driving home those 360 results and building that account, being that accountability partner for our senior leaders and their executive presence and their character and substance and style. We're bringing someone in like that. We're looking for you know, someone who has that top notch executive coach that fits our culture, which is actually hard to find. I've, I've come to realize over the last few months, um, we, we, we want someone who balances that corporate yet family uh, style. And most executive coaches don't really line that, you know, it, 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 they fall more on the corporate side. So that's something we're struggling with, but we're looking at those external things. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you in the studio today, man. This is, uh, you make these conversations fun. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I blacked out what happened. <laughs> you, I, were, you were great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were fantastic. We'll fix it all in post. <laughs> Thank gosh. Uh, but no, all kidding aside, I think you've got enough going on that uh, we got to have you come back sometime and get Absolutely. us caught up on this. And I want to hear about, you know, the what you get going on that executive yep. track and Absolutely. some of the new partners that you end up. Absolutely. With. Anytime you guys would like me to come back, I will come back. Great. All right. Tomorrow awesome. at 10. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. And Leanne, thanks so much. Thanks for, for getting us connected with this guy. What a fantastic episode. Thank you. And you're welcome. It's He makes my job easy. Just bring <laughs> great people over. Smart people make the job the show go by a lot faster, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our good friends over at Training Pros, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Learning Insights.